Welcome back to Inside Out Health, Fitness, and Nutrition with your host, April Van Leeve. That is myself, and this is episode 10, and this is a bonus episode. And this episode is going to be, Is Your Truth Really True? Just because you may believe a certain thing, religion, belief system does not make it true. Can it be factually across the board back? Today, let's dig in and I challenge you to try to believe what has been written about mi- written about by many men over different places and times throughout time to point to truth. I want to let you know that today, the things I will be reading to you, I will be coming to with the name of the author and the source, but the words will be scripted from an article I found that I just could not, not read to you because I just don't think I could have come up with it so beautifully on my own. So again, welcome to Inside Out Health, Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast is for the women that are tired of fitness being sold as a means to completeness. In my community, I will lead you in health spiritually in Jesus Christ, emotionally, and bringing in good stewardship with fitness and nutrition. I am an ISSA certified elite trainer with specializations in nutrition, exercise therapy, group exercise, personal training, and bodybuilding. I have lived a life bound by toxic food cycles, food addictions, um, eating disorders that have kept me captive and unhealthy. But now, as I've learned life in Jesus Christ and the freedom that that brings and renewing my mind to spiritual, mental, and emotional health that has also brought about my physical health, I am in my 40s living a joyful, fit, and healthy life. Come join me in my my community and allow me to hold your hand teaching you and holding you accountable in these areas of your life to bring full circle health. And we'll go ahead now and dig right on in to an article called Every Other Way Leads to Death, Why We Keep Sharing Christ. And I want to apologize ahead of time if my voice fades in and out. I've been struggling with that the last few podcasts. But I'm going to read to you an article written by the man named Greg Morse, who is a staff writer at DesiringGod.org. So I will not claim any of this. This, again, is written by Greg Morse. Staff writer, DesiringGod.org. So I hope I'm giving a big plug to this website and a big plug to the um, Arthur Greg Morse. So let's get started. A man sat along the road where one one path broke into ten. A deep fog rested upon the land so that no traveler could perceive each path's end. The man's king, before going off to his kingdom, told the man the end of each one, each one of the paths. One path led to a den of lions, one to a cliff with jagged rocks at the bottom, one through a forest with bloodthirsty beast, another to a swamp with inescapable quicksand, still another to a tribe of cannibals. And the unsavory reports continued in this fashion. Only one of the paths led to the king's kingdom. His charge was very simple. Warn the others away from the destruction and toward the path of life. The young, a very, I'm so sorry, a young man first crossed his path. My friend, I have good news for you, he said to the traveler. The king of the world sent me to help you along. 
This path here of the 10 before you alone is safe. And not only safe, but it leads directly to the king and his kingdom. A kingdom where you'll be received, robed, and reconciled by his incredible mercy. The other paths, as the king has most solemnly recorded in his book, led to certain ruin. To his amazement, the passerby completely ignored his pleadings. A woman upon his arm held his ear, bidding him to follow another of the ten paths. Sir, come back! That way is the path of death! Come back! He cried until the man faded from sight. The servant sat down in silence for hours. What should I have done differently? The second traveler, this time a young woman, paused momentarily to hear what he had to say. She considered the prescribed way and saw it was both narrow and hard, and without much more thought, chose against it, telling him not to worry. She would be fine. The sight of the next travelers forced, forced the horror of that woman's end from his mind. A husband and wife approached, hardly speaking or looking at one another. This couple, as self-confident as they were unhappy, met his royal invitations with a very sharp rebuke. But what will they think of me? Has lodged the name of Christ in many throats. Barbarously arrogant, the woman scolded. Hypocritical and judgmental, the husband added. Love, the woman said without stopping. Let others travel their love, the other woman said without stopping. Let others travel their own path for themselves and does not force one's own way upon anyone. He tried to tell the back of their heads that it was not his way, but the king's, yet they paid no mind. Hand in hand, they walked toward the cliff, mocking such a fool upon the road. Days went by after this fashion. Each encounter weakened his pleadings. The mission that he began where the royal sense of privilege soon waned into callousness, confusion, and apathy. Family, friends, colleagues, and strangers now pass by, all stepping upon their chosen path. He gives but a feeble, feeble smile at the unsuspecting people who embark upon their preferred way to perdition. Weary in speaking good. I have felt like this servant of the king. I've often asked with Isaiah, who has believed what he has heard from us? And who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The redemption to compromise finds me in defeat. Is it really worth it? Or did God really say that the gospel is the power of God for salvation? I add this whisper Add to this whisper the fleshy impulse to avoid conversations that can easily lead to awkwardness or rejection. Some of us, myself included, heed the voice telling us that going there is neither polite nor promising, rather than the voice telling us to share the only name given under heaven by where they must be saved. But what will they think of me has lodged the name of Christ in many throats. Now add to these challenges the sweet words in our day about tolerance, words that regularly convince Christians to consent to compromise while person after person passes by on the road to ruin. While Jesus didn't blush to tell people that he alone was the way, the truth, and the life, 
we often fail to pass along the life-saving message that we have been given. If you are considering which path to take and desire the King's perspective, here you have it. Jesus alone is the way, the truth, and the life. He alone is the mediator between God and man, as told to us in 1 Timothy 2.5. He alone brings reconciliation to sinners in Colossians 1.20. He alone reveals God perfectly, says Hebrews 1.3. He alone is the resurrection and the life, says John 11.25. There is salvation in no one else, says Acts 4.12. Two types of paths exist, the way of Christ and the way of condemnation, says Matthew 7.13. Every path not leading to repentance and faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of sin is a path leading to never-ending death. God sent His Son into the world of condemned criminals in order to save it and give eternal life to all who believe. John 3, 16-18. I'm going to interrupt that right quick back to April's personal words for just a moment. You might say, I'm not a condemned criminal. Have you lied? Have you stolen? Have you lusted after someone? Have you um, maybe thrown jabbing words at someone, hurting them or condemning them? Have you manipulated people? I think all of us can answer yes to one of those. And those are just a few things, okay? <laughs> have I mean, maybe you've murdered. Maybe you have uh, cheated on your boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse. Maybe you have taken someone else's boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse. Okay, so we're now going back to the Arthur. Jesus is the one name offered to you for your salvation. He is the only one who can take away your sins. Your good works will not spare you. You can't work hard enough. Your good character will not shelter you. Your good intentions will not clothe your nakedness. The angel of death walks outside. Only the door with Christ's blood painted on the frame can shelter you. And that means accepting the payment that Christ's blood paid for your sins. Just simply, when we have our fist clenched so tight that we're holding on to our own way and what we perceive as our own truth because we want to believe it so badly because we don't want what we might call this hypocritical or this hogwash or whatever you might want to call it. Let me tell you, the people are the hypocrites. Jesus Christ is not. But if you're holding your fist so clenched, all it takes with Jesus is to let it all go in your hands, open your hands up and receive his love, his blood paid for your sins. Just confessing that you know you're a sinner and accepting that he's your Lord and Savior and accepting his salvation. It's that simple, guys. Most other religions have you working yourself silly to be good enough and doing all these good works or doing all these rituals. With Jesus, it's none of that. Back to the article. Two types of paths exist, the way of Christ and the way of condemnation. Consider your path before it's too late. Once your life is done, it's too late. You've already made your choice. You make your choice today of what you want. You either want your own way, which you're clenching your fist to, which is condemnation, and you wanting to believe that your truth is true, or you believe the truth. And what do you have to lose by believing that, guys? I mean, what do you have to lose? Not choosing a path is a path. 
So not choosing a path is a path. Believing that no true path exists is itself a path. Secularism, secularism, materialism, are fault, and all false religions have a path. Contrast these with the only one that can lead to life, that of Jesus Christ and his gospel. Politically correct? Absolutely not. Tolerant? Nope. Exclusive? Assuredly. Loving? Absolutely. I will tell you, being in Christ Jesus, for people who are truly in Christ, a lot of people claim his name, and they are horribly hypocritical, unloving people. But that's not Jesus. That's people, guys. But people who are in Christ, and I think as time goes on, it is fewer and fewer and fewer that we find. But that is love. You may not know that person, but that does not mean Jesus is not love. People are people, and people are broken, and that's why we need Jesus. Okay, back to the article. Sorry for my insert. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's in Romans 5.8. Will you be a part of the us? Not the hypocrites. Not the people in the quote-unquote church that have hurt you. They're broken people too. You can point to people and say, that's why I don't want any part of Jesus. But they are broken people. They need Jesus. Look to Jesus, guys. Jesus will not hurt you. He's not a genie in a bottle, but he will not hurt you. And I can give you story after story after story in my life. I actually wrote a book about my chronic um, repetitive cycle of sin in my life. My chronic not depending on Jesus and waiting on him to write my story, which he already wrote, but I didn't follow. I didn't follow his path as this story says. If you want the name of that book, I'll link it in the show notes. It is a pen name, so don't be thrown off. But, guys, you can lay aside your way and live victorious. Grab a copy of my book, not that I'm trying to pitch a sale, but for someone who was so bent on making her own path, on doing things her way and finding her identity the way she wanted to find her identity, and it never worked. Yours will not either. It might seem like it for a while. You might seem like you're climbing that ladder for a while and like everything's hunky-dory. But my friend, it will come crashing down. The only way that will work is Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, my life looks nothing like I thought it would look. But my life is joyful. My life is full and my life is abundant. And the more I walk with Jesus, the more he surprises me, opening up the things I've always dreamed of. Is it everything yet? No. Will it be? I don't know, but it's better than what I would have even thought. Like, it's 10 million times better than what I could have thought for me. So, back to the article. Please to Christians. If, on the other hand, you are one of the men or women at the crossroads, charged by the king to warn and to God, do not give in and do not give up. The world needs your voice. Do not bow to the hollow statue that the world has erected and named love. Compromise is love only with respect to self and sin. Tolerant only toward the masses going to hell and accepting only of cowardice that makes us complicit in condemning those we claim to love. 
If we believe our king, we cannot sit silently. If we care for souls, we cannot grow mute. If we love our God's glory, we must speak. We cannot watch family and friends and even enemies pass with indifference. In due season, eventually this servant of the king, through considering his own relationship with the king and meditating on the words of his book, revived his trust in the king's message. An old man made his way slowly toward him. Sir, I have wonderful news for you, and I hope and I pray that you receive it. My king has sent me with an urgent message that you, even in your old age, can find eternal life. This path, sir, though hard and with a narrow gate, is the singular path to life. Every other one has something worse than death upon it. Even now my king awaits, ready to receive you. Why should such a king offer me such a welcome? Said the man. Because in his great love, he made a way through highest payment of himself to receive all who will come to faith in him. Yes, even you. Yes, that is his promise. Yes, this path. Do not give in. Do not give up. Keep praying for your lost loved ones, for your child, speaking truth to love and that truth in love to your neighbor, to your co-worker, to your friend, keep your family member. Keep pointing to Jesus Christ. Do not grow weary of speaking good, for in due season you will reap if you do not give up, says Galatians 6, 9. Greg Morris again wrote this. He's a staff writer at DesiringGod.org and a graduate of Bethlehem College and Seminary. He lives in St. Paul with his children and his wife, Abigail. So I want to just thank Greg for writing this. I hope that through this, you will see a God of love. In our world of tolerance and in our world of self, I've recently heard things like God's a narcissist, God's a male chauvinist, if he would force us to worship him. The beauty is God doesn't force us to worship him. A narcissist would do everything in his power to manipulate you and force you. God gives you a choice. He did not make you a robot. It would not be love if he forced you to love him. All of us do not know loving fathers. All of us do not have that. My son does not have that. My son has grown up without that. But my son does have a loving father. And if he looked to his father and put that image on God, he would not know the love of a father. Because his earthly father is broken. His earthly father has not been there for him. But his heavenly father is. Your earthly father may be very, very broken. Your earthly mother may be very broken or has been broken. Because guess what? We're people and we're broken. But God can redeem that. And your heavenly father waits with love for one path only, yes. But that's because he wants you to live in his goodness. And I'm going to be very probably, very, um, I guess, not speaking very elegantly and correctly in this. But heaven, guys, is going to be the most awesome party for all times. No sorrow, no tears. I just want to say it's going to be nothing but joy. I imagine singing and dancing and laughter and love, guys. 
that's the path that he wants to give to you. And not only is it just, um, you know, for heaven, once we pass from earth, but guys, walking with Jesus, you're not going to escape the horrors and the hard times on earth, but the peace, the comfort, the love, and the strength to go through these things are ours to be had when we have Jesus, when we allow him to walk in life with us. He doesn't force his way in because he's such a gentleman. But if you allow him to, he will walk with you through it. It doesn't mean he's going to be a genie in a bottle. He may not just zap things away. But he is there with us and giving us strength and comfort in those hard times. So I want to encourage you with that. I also want to leave you with this. Romans 12.2 says in the um, <clears throat> English Standard Version, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind renewing your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Test your truth, what you think your truth is. Then I'd highly advise you to dig into scripture, see the many different men that wrote the 66 books that comprise this Bible that you might think is outdated or old-fashioned. But the ones who wrote even before Christ was born, and you'll see those things written well before Christ was ever born, and then those things coming to fruition when he was born. Things that have been told to us that are going to happen, that we're already starting to see happen. Guys, the truth is there. It's there. The proof is there. The truth is there. Historically, it's there. It's not a bunch of hogwash. It's not an old antiquated book. It is there. And it stands the test of time. So I just want to pray for us now. I want to pray that as today we've not worked our physical muscles in this podcast, but we've worked our most important muscles, our spiritual muscles, our mental and emotional muscles. I want you to really ponder these words. And I would encourage you to test it. You have nothing to lose. I mean, you might lose some friends who might think you're wacky. I mean, I'm sure I've lost that, but who cares? Keep walking the walk. Keep believing the truth and bring those with you that you can. Cults do it all the time and they lead to mass destruction. There's nothing here that wants to hurt you there's nothing that wants to rob you of joy and fun. The things we do that we think are our freedoms and that we have the right to, I want you to think about it. Think about the things that, that really do feel good. Sin feels really good in the moment. Sin is really fun in the moment. But it costs so much you have to pay so much more than you ever wanted to pay. Why keep making yourself pay and pay and pay when you can live in freedom and have it all paid for? So I want to pray for us. I just want to pray, Lord Jesus, thank you. I can't even fathom and understand your love that you would take the penalty the excruciating, brutal, mocking death 
the mockery of your life, the way we still mock you, the way we still slander you, Lord, as a people. But yet you took our sin because you love us so much. And you paid for it with your blood, Lord, so that we don't have to, so that we will have a way out if we choose. I pray that every single one that has listened to this episode today, Lord, hears your voice speaking, not mine, but speaking in their hearts and in their minds, Lord, and that you are pursuing them. You allowed them to hear this podcast because you love them and you want them to hear the truth, not how we all get to pick the million different so-called truths in the world. Truth is backed by facts. And because of that, Lord, everything cannot possibly be true. So I pray that those listening to this today will hear your voice and hear your truth. And that knowing that if they confess you, confess their sins with their mouth, believe on you, and accept you and invite you into their lives, Lord, that they can be saved from their sins and live this beautiful life. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Now, my friend, if you have accepted Jesus into your life, the next step is you have to tell someone. You have to reach out to someone that can help you. You don't want to just stay stagnant and not tell anyone. You need to have the help to grow. Just like in my episodes, I talk about strength training and good nutrition and how we have to have help and sometimes learn how to do that your new life you need help learning how to grow these muscles i would be more than honored to help you find the place to plug in and grow i would be more than honored to know of your decision and i will have in the show notes um how to reach me i will have a link to my book for those who feel stuck in toxic cycles Especially if you're stuck in relationship cycles, thinking that you have to have a certain thing in relationships for your identity and your worth. But it can go with any toxic addiction cycle. Um, So I will link that in the book. My pen name for that book is Maddie Patrick, so don't be thrown off guard. The book is Beauty from Ashes, a story of a modern-day Samaritan woman at the well story. Um, I always get tongue-tied on the own name of my book, but it's something like that. So um, I hope you'll join us again. If this podcast resonated with you or even just made you think, would you please go to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating, follow me, and then would you please write a review so that this will reach to the ends of the earth. Also, um, I want to ask you, if you're not on Apple Podcasts, please do the equivalent on the other six um streaming sources whichever one you're hearing me on give me a like a follow a rating and a review for whichever way that that platform allows you to do that would you share this episode on facebook on instagram on whatever you know text it to someone email it to someone let's let this word of jesus christ get out into the world if you have people that you know that don't know him please send them this Please, I don't think I've asked all my other episodes for you to maybe text or email podcast episodes, but I am asking this for this. And then if you know people who are not healthy and you want to text or email or share on Facebook any of the other episodes, go for it. But this is the most important one yet. God bless you, and I will talk to you again soon. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.